Gasparilla overload continues. Today's guest has built something special over the past 12 years. I had the chance to connect with him at a networking event that our mutual friend Carlos had at his office, Tampa Counseling and Wellness. Michael has a goal of positively inspiring 5 million people. So get ready to find new motivation and a whole lot more over the next 20 minutes. Quickly after connecting and learning all about his resilient journey, I knew how much value he could add to this show. So for the third bonus episode of the Gasparilla Overload, you will learn how to survive and be profitable for over a decade, evolve your brand, notice trends in your industry, and so much more. Get prepared for a great show. But before I bring Michael on, let's learn how he podcasts. Michael, which platform do you stream your shows through? Uh, primarily uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, every now and then, I like to jump on YouTube and watch the video versions. So, I like that. I'm starting to do some more video content on uh, YouTube. A lot of guests, believe it or not, don't want to be on video as we do these early hours a lot of the time. So I appreciate that. And we will make sure we get some video clips of Michael on my YouTube channel. So go check it out. But Michael, when in the day do you find yourself listening? Uh, generally, uh, when I'm in the car, so, um, you know, I don't, I don't drive a ton, but, uh, usually two to three times a week, I have a solid 30 to 40 minutes that I'm in the car. And so that's, that's the best time for me. Um, it allows me to, you know, clear my head and actually listen versus try to listen and do, I'm not a good listen and work kind of person. I never, my brain goes too many directions at once. <laughs> yeah. Certain things I can multitask on, but certain things I need to just focus on my Correct. work. I can resonate Correct. with you there. We learned how Michael podcasts. I'd love to hear how you do too. Send me an email, info at vincentalancy.com, and I will feature you on a show. I'd like to welcome you back to that entrepreneur show. I am your host, Vincent A. Lancy. You can learn more about me at Vincent A. Lancy on all social media platforms or vincentalancy.com. If it's your first time stopping by each week since December 2019, I have interviewed at least one founder of a company or brand to share what has worked well for them, what they needed to improve on, and all of their learning lessons along the way right here on That Entrepreneur Show. There are also some bonus episodes to enjoy as I do bring back previous guests who are continuing to make headlines. You never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. Many friends say Michael Budenseek is the master of positivity and encouragement which makes him a powerfully infectious person to be around. This is something I've noticed right away after connecting with Michael. He never officially graduated high school, instead opting to get his GED due to the fact that he got so far behind from working as a carpenter and spending his time at the gym working out in his teenage years. He attempted one semester of college, which he didn't feel was for him, so he became a firefighter and EMT for his local county. After 12 months of probationary firefighting, he still had a lingering itch to get into the fitness industry, start a business, and help people change their lives. That's what he just does now. He found a trade school for personal training that had a five-month course, took the leap, and moved 1,000 miles across the country to get it done. Talk about commitment. He went on to start out as a trainer at a local gym back in his hometown of Indianapolis, Indiana. And 15 months after losing that job due to no sales or prospecting experience, took over the club as the personal training manager, leading it to record performances. Then in 2013, he opened his first personal training studio. 
Open five locations in five years. He says it's a crazy ride, which means we're going to learn all about it. The rest is history. Michael, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, man. This is going to be exciting. I appreciate the, the warm welcome. Of course. Very big welcome for you, Michael. And also be sure to check out Michael's show on a mental health break where he focuses on social anxiety and more. But before we start this show, Michael, I need you to please introduce yourself a little more on the personal side to our audience, and then we'll dive into entrepreneur talk. Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, grew up um, grew up in Indianapolis, Indiana uh, until the age of, uh, well, I went to school, like you said, in Orlando when I was 20. Um, but then I went back to Indiana and I stayed there until I was 32. Uh, and then three, three years ago, three and a half years ago at this point, uh, my wife and I relocated to Tampa, Florida, um, where we pretty much said, hey, we want to start over. We want to go do something great down there, um, primarily because we wanted to get out of Indiana. Um, but, you know, for me, uh, helping people comes um, strictly from a desire to serve, a desire to help. Um, you know, I, I want to see people do well. And I think health and fitness is a great place to be able to do that because of how well you can feel uh, just creating health around, around your life, whether it's physically, mentally, or emotionally. I have to tell you something I do every single morning after I get my work done for a little bit is I go to the gym and I exercise. It has just as many mental health benefits, I feel, as physical benefits. Obviously, mm -hmm. the physical benefits, you can see, you can notice them. But mentally, I think much more clearly if I go to the gym in the morning, I make more sound decisions. I'm not as stressed. There's a lot of benefits that I get from going to the gym. And I'm sure we'll hear about a lot more benefits throughout the show. We know a little bit how you went to college for a little bit. You didn't mm -hmm. think it was for you. Can we talk about more about that moment that really pushed you into entrepreneurship? Yeah. Um, so, you know, growing up, I... Uh, worked with my dad as a carpenter. So probably 13, 14, he started taking me to work. Uh, he didn't run the crew at the time, but he had been with that crew for so long that when his boss retired, he said, hey, you want to take this over and let this be yours. So I got to experience and kind of see what that, um, I guess, not freedom from a standpoint of like, you still have work, right? There's still a lot of work to do. Um, Lori Greer says, you know, entrepreneurs will work 80 hours a week to, to avoid working 40. And that that is really the, the mindset of it. But when I saw that, that decision freedom, right? Um, and I got to experience that at such a young age, I knew, I just knew deep inside of me that eventually I'd have my own business. Um, the college thing was really a, a mom thing, right? Like mom thought that it'd be best if I went to college and got a degree and I'd have so many opportunities and you know, that was out of love. Right. But I went, um, honestly, I tell you, looking back on it, it's really one of those things where I just, I was uncomfortable. Right. Uh, I mean, I went into college, all these young kids, like 18, um, who are fresh out of school. I, I know I was only 19 years old or 18, late 18, early 19, but I didn't feel like I was one of them because I had started working so early. I'd stopped pretty much doing all my schoolwork when I was 15. Um, I had just gotten my GED when I was 17, close to 18, but I still didn't feel like I would belong there, not to mention my test scores, right? They were like, hey, you're going to have to start in high school work. And so it was just really frustrating for me. And, and I knew that I wasn't going to be able to help people uh, in this avenue. And so that's when I decided, you know, firefighting and then ultimately went into personal training. And I didn't really actually start my own business. So I was in, I was in the industry for five years almost before I actually started my own business. But I just, I just knew, I just knew I eventually I would, but I needed that experience first. And that's a good lesson there. Sometimes firsthand experience goes a long way more than books. And it's a lot of lessons in there as well, where 
what's good for some, what some people can benefit from isn't the best option for others. Leverage your strengths, know what works for you and do it for you because you'll go a lot further than trying to do something that really isn't on your course. Great examples there, but you've been on your own for over a decade, Michael. It's very impressive. What would you say two of the hardest parts of being an entrepreneur are for you over that span? Um, you know, I think, I think the relocation was a lot harder on me than I, than I ever imagined. Um, you know, I'll tell people right now, it's way harder to start over than you think it is. Um, like you get, you get in your head, right? You think, oh, I built this thing. I'm, you know, I'm really cool. I could do this anywhere, blah, 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 which you can, you know, you have to have that belief in yourself, but the initial 12 to 18 months was like a punch in the face. Um, you know, you relocate, you know, one person when you are used to knowing hundreds, maybe close to a thousand in your local community. And it's like, what is happening? Like your brain just pretty much scrambles you and, you know, all these negative thoughts start coming in like, Oh, what if this doesn't work out? What if, you know, what if you fail? What if this, what if that? So I would say that the move, the relocation was really hard, um, starting over. Right. And, and I think that a lot of people, I think the real lesson there is a lot of people don't even start the first time because of all those, you know, negative thoughts or things that come up. Um, so for me, I would say just starting, right. Just starting is the hardest part. I think it's the hardest part for a lot of people, um, just getting moving. But the other thing that I will say too, is, um, constantly developing, right? It, it, it doesn't have to be, uh, so Ed, Ed Milet says that entrepreneurship is one of the greatest um, self-improvement courses you could take in your entire life because it, it shows the ugly, right? It shows the good, it shows the great, but it That's also the shows the ugly, yeah. right? It shows, it shows what you're bad at, it shows what you're weak at, it shows your emotional sticking points. Uh, and so I think just the constant you know, you have to be constantly aware and you have to constantly be uh, able and willing to look at yourself in the mirror and say, these are my shortcomings. These are my downfalls. And these are the things that I need to improve so that I can improve the people around me. So I would say that starting um, for me, first and foremost, and then the, just the constant ability to be able to look at yourself and, and know that you aren't the coolest thing. You aren't the coolest thing on the planet. So Self-reflection is a major way to improve yourself, improve your business, improve your life overall, taking the time to actually evaluate what's been going on. Some people do weekly check-ins, monthly check-ins, whatever it may be, whatever works best for you. I encourage you to try it because you need to look at everything you have going on. As entrepreneurs, there's always a lot of moving pieces and you want to make sure that they stay under wraps. As an entrepreneur, he mentioned too, there was ups and downs. Can you describe one of your greatest lessons learned to our audience, or if you could describe it as a failure to help us learn from it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, don't save all of your money, invest it. Um, we, we did really, really well for a long time and we built up a really great savings, but I did not take the time to learn about investing or learn about diversifying or learn about those things. Um, not because I didn't have the resource, not because I didn't have people offering, but because I was stubborn. Um, and I thought I'll get there. I'll do it sometime. I'll do it sometime. And then when we started over, I mean, we almost completely depleted everything that we had, uh, because it was the transition of trying to sell one business, sell a house, get rid of everything in one state and move. If you, if we would have been set up with investments, it would have been less stressful. Not that it wouldn't have been not stressful at all. Um, so now we have a much better strategy, uh, with this company, you know, as we, profit and make money and improve um, the, the situation around us. We take that money and we don't just put it away in a bank or spend it. We invest it and we put it in things that we think are going to be here 5, 10, 20 years from now 
um, so that we're not getting, we're not putting ourselves in a position again to be vulnerable to one thing falling apart, essentially. That's great advice. You always want to learn how to grow. And for example, you're in the fitness industry, taking the time to learn some financial strategies. And now with apps on your phone, people are talking about Bitcoin and stocks. You name it, there's a lot of ways to invest. Definitely try to get yourself familiar with ways because big shout out to Rory Douglas was on this show. I think it was season seven premiere. He talks about you don't put money in banks. People don't realize that you put your money in banks. You're making pennies on the dollar over a whole year where mm -hmm. if you do some investments, you can really grow your business. And in case of an emergency, you need to move, what have you. There's something there to help you. Great advice there. Thank you for that. If you could have more advice coming your way by learning from any entrepreneur, I'm talking about sitting down with any dead or alive founder of a company, brand, you name it, who would you choose? Who? Uh, yeah, there's so, there's so many. Um, you know, I, I think I would really, it, it, not, not that, you know, how do I say this? So I think there's a lot of people in business now that I would, that I would love to sit down with. I think there's a lot of people in the past that have been in business that I'd love to sit down with, but honestly, I would rather sit down with thought leaders because I'm more excited about helping people. So we, we think about people like, um, you know, and this goes way back, but like Abraham Lincoln or Theodore Roosevelt, you know, or Martin Luther King Jr. Like sitting down with those guys and just figuring out like, how did you in that era, in that time, like what drove you to get push yourself to where you're at? What drove you to put yourself out there? What drove you to, to speak against things that you believed or for things that you believed so strongly in? Because I think that that also helps people in business, right? Uh, when we can buy into what we're doing or what we're promoting or selling or trying to build that much, it, there, there's no business, quote unquote, school or coach that's going to give you that kind of insight. So I think for me, it would be more of a thought leader uh, in, in that sense. I love when guests come on and they choose um entrepreneurs who were pre-internet no matter mm. how far back yeah. there's no google people pick rockefeller at times the titans of trade there was no google find your answer move on an hour they had to really think outside the box and innovate love the choice i want to delve a little deeper now choose one where would you pick the meeting to sit down with them anywhere in the world oh wow um well, I'm big into scuba diving and, um, you know, seeing the world. So I'd probably pick somewhere in the Caribbean. One of our favorite spots right now is uh, Grand Turk Island. It's very quiet. The only thing to do on the island is scuba dive. So experience the ocean, save the water, um, and see the life that's, that's underneath there. It's a completely different world. So probably on the beach there. I like that a lot. Now Thank let's you. look into the future, Michael. What's next for you? Are you working on anything new? What's next with the company? Yeah. So um, obviously we got rid of the company that we had in Indiana. Uh, we have a new company here in Tampa, Florida. It's called The Fit Effect. Um, and we teach people basically how to take care of their, their body mentally, physically, and emotionally. Uh, we do that through uh, the thought process of eat, move, and think better. So teach people how to eat better, teach people how to move better, and teach people how to take care of their mind. So think better about yourself. Um, a lot of body positivity, things like that. You know, for us, we're looking at three locations um, within three years. That's that's the goal right now. And then we'll expand into bigger and better plans, whether that's franchising or promoting people from within, whatever it may be. Uh, we have no interest in selling to big companies. Uh, we want this to be um, something that people experience and then want to be a part of. We don't want them to just be a part of it because of a, a money grab. Um, for me personally, um, I do love speaking. I love interacting with people. So I'll also be continuing to grow that side of uh, our business, which is just 
reaching out to people and getting in front of audiences of two to, you know, 2000 that want to hear how to positively impact or change their life. Um, and I think that that starts, it starts with health. So I love it. Make sure to keep me in the loop with everything you have going on. So I can share yeah. with this audience and everybody scroll down in the episode description, find his website. So you can see everything he has working with. You will find out where to find him at the end of this episode. Right now, we're about to stop for the spotlight story. If it is your first episode, towards the end of each show, I share the journey of a fellow entrepreneur with my guests to get their take on it and some new perspective. As we have someone in the fitness industry here, I have Lou Ferrigno's story today, and it's a good one. Full name, Louis Jude Ferrigno, and he is way more than only a bodybuilder. We're talking motivational speaker like my guest and I, fitness trainer, consultant, and of course, retired professional bodybuilder. He was born in Brooklyn, New York, and soon after he was born, he suffered a series of ear infections where he lost 75% of his hearing. He was not diagnosed with this until three years old, however. He remained undeterred by what may have been perceived as a disadvantage, but he threw himself into athletics, mainly weightlifting and bodybuilding. He started weight training at age 13, citing bodybuilder and Hercules star Steve Reeves as one of his role models. And he was also a fan of the Hercules films that starred Reeves because he would later play Hercules himself. In bodybuilding, Lou won an IFBB Mr. America title and two consecutive IFBB Mr. Universe titles while also appearing in the bodybuilding documentary Pumping Iron. As an actor, he's best known for his role in the CBS series The Incredible Hulk. Other recent roles include the 2009 film I Love You Man, which I've seen and season five of the reality series Celebrity Apprentice. I also found it cool to learn he worked throughout his early bodybuilding career as a sheet metal worker in a Brooklyn factory. He did not enjoy the dangerous work and left after a friend and co-worker accidentally cut off his hand. Wow. Following this, Lou left the competition circuit for a period of years that may remained a brief stint as a defensive lineman for the Toronto Argonauts in the CFL or Canadian Football League. He had never played football and was actually cut after only two games. But as an entrepreneur, he's trying new things. His family also recently started Frigno Fit, a community focused on positive habits, lifestyles, ideas. Michael, what are we taking away? Well, um, uh, there's a lot of takeaways there. But, uh, you know, I think when you can come back from uh, cutting off your hand and still, you know, keeping your mindset in a in a place that is going to allow you to succeed. I think that's pretty incredible. Um, and you know, in, I, I started working out when I was like 13, 14, 15. So, you know, that was 20 years ago at this point. And back then it was primarily bodybuilding. And so I, I actually followed a lot of these guys, um, back then. And so it's just really cool to hear some of those, some of those parts of that story I've actually never heard before. So I think resiliency, right? Resiliency, never give up. Being told he has this what some would describe it as deficiency. He uses to it as advantage. He's a hustler. He's not making as much money or he wants to do more. So he's doing the sheet metal work, but then he sees his friend lose his hand. He said, I'm going to make it one way or another back in the gym. So he gets his butt back there. Thank That's you for right. a great analysis. And Michael, thank you for a great episode. This entire time I had a great time sitting down with you. How you really shed a light on your relocation. That is something a lot of people I think can think, oh, we have a good thing going like you thought. Let's just move to Tampa. No problem. But it took you some time to get on your horse and you didn't give up resiliency. You showed just like Lou and all of the learning lessons in between. 
Your greatest lesson learned. I enjoyed that the most. And I also enjoyed how you chose someone in the pre-internet era. Like I said, there's a lot to learn from those guys. But now we want to ask you for your last word. Uh, you know, honestly, uh, I tell people every single day, and this can be applied to any part of life, right? We don't um, lose weight to get healthy. We get healthy to lose weight. And that could be with anything, right? If you're trying to start a business, you're not going to start the business to, or you're not going to learn how to start the business, start the business. You're going to start the business to learn how to start the business. Um, you know, you, you got to start the behaviors first, and then the reality and the results uh, will come after. Appreciate that. Now tell everybody where they can find you, the website, social, you name it. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty much Michael B life, uh, on everything. So that's my website, michaelblife.com, Instagram, um, new, uh, new platform called breakout Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, pretty much any social platform I'm on there, whether I'm most active on Instagram and Facebook. Head to his page to see all he has to offer. He's most active there. We are at That Entrepreneur Show on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and on Twitter because of the character limit. We were at Podcast by Lancey, but at least you get updates from all four shows. I'm at Vincent A. Lancey for social media, YouTube, and my website is vincentalancey.com. If you check out my books, let me know. The latest book is Mental Health Week, the go-to book for elementary school students to learn the basics of mental health in a fun way. It is time for a quote to end the show. And this one is from our Spotlight Entrepreneur. The attitude is very important because your behavior radiates how you feel. Thank you for listening. And Michael, thank you for stopping by. Thanks, Vincent.